Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would be with us as we reflect for just a few moments this evening on the significance of the cross. It's impossible to summarize it all, so we pray that we would be able to cling to it, to what Jesus has done on the cross, and you would help us to glimpse a little bit of the significance of it this evening. We ask in Christ's name, amen. As we reflect on the meaning of the cross, it's hard to possibly summarize it. It's, po- it's impossible to do justice to, of course, everything that's been written about Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross. It, uh, and beyond trying to summarize what everyone has said, it's impossible, I suspect, that we will ever plumb the depths of it. On the same token, it's also a really difficult thing to be focused on. And in many ways, we would rather think about the practical wisdom that we should glean in, in Christianity. We would like to think about perhaps the moral questions. Perhaps we'd like to even think about theology and get a little distance from it. Be able to look away. But what we're reminded this evening Uh, is how powerful it is. What we're reminded when we read through the Gospels, and all of the Gospels are leading to this point, and all of them spend a really long time talking about the cross. And my mind went back this week to one of my favorite hymns, Beneath the Cross of Jesus. And in the third verse of that hymn, uh, this is what Elizabeth Clefane says, she says, Upon that cross of Jesus, my eyes at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me. And from my smitten heart with tears, two wonders I confess, the wonders of his glorious love and my unworthiness. And I think it's so important that we reflect, if we can't summarize everything, on at least those two things, those two wonders of the cross, our unworthiness, and God's love. It is interesting uh, throughout the Bible that the cross is understood unambiguously as God's judgment on sin. This is throughout all the whole New Testament over and over and over again. The cross is God's judgment on it. And a little wonder, the cross was horrific. It is a long and exhausting form of torture, one of the worst forms of torture humanity's ever invented. It stresses almost every system of the body, and if we went into details, it's gruesome. But the gospel accounts don't spend a lot of time on the gruesome details, partly probably because any first century reader would have been familiar with the gruesomeness of it. Because any city... The roads in and out of any city in the Roman Empire had crosses. And they weren't for common criminals. They weren't for those who had committed minor infractions. They were for those who had committed horrible crimes or who had had the guts to stand up to the Roman Empire. And so everybody knew what that looked like. But instead, what the Gospels focus us on is the shame and the mocking of Jesus. 
and the rejection of Jesus. They focus, it, they focus in on the crowds and their rejection of Jesus. Jew and Gentile, religious, political leaders, all of them. And of course, at the center of it is the God-forsakenness of the cross. Jesus' cry, echoing Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because in fact, what is going on is the Father turning away from the Son. The, the love and joy that had been between Father, Son, and Spirit from eternity is torn apart. In other words, this is a judgment because this is hell itself, to be separated from the love of God. And this is hard for us to accept about ourselves because we want to cling to the delusion that we're not that bad. Surely there are worse people in the world than me. Surely there are others who deserve much harsher treatment than me. Maybe we even wonder about why a God does this sort of thing to anybody. But what's being, what we're being shown over and over again in all these different angles on the cross is what our lives deserve. Because you see, when it comes to judgment, it is not simply the question of who has done worse things socially. Who has done things that have more dire social uh, repercussions? Or who has done more damage to themselves? But the heart of sin, the thing that unites every sinner, whether we seem to be the worst or not, is that we've rejected God and we've rejected his way. That's really what sin is about. And the cross shatters the delusion that we don't need some kind of help. It shatters the delusion that we don't deserve judgment. You know, a generation ago, the Russian author Solzhenitsyn said it famously that the line between good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And the cross exposes that truth. But it also reveals another truth. The depths of the love of God. The way Martin Luther put it is, he says, it now is not sufficient for anyone, and it does him no good to recognize God in his glory and majesty unless he recognizes him in the humility and shame of the cross. Because you see, it is at the cross that God's character is opened up to us, where it's fully revealed. It is at the cross that we understand the nature of God. You see, all along through the Bible, all through the Old Testament, all through the early part of Jesus' ministry, we have heard about different aspects of God's character. But it's here where they all come together. It is here where his justice and his love collide it is here when we see that long ago, in eternity past, what God had decided to do, the extent, the lengths to which he was willing to go because of his love for us. You see, that separation of father and son is not a surprise to Jesus that it happened because that's been their plan all along. What would we do about this? Who, what should we do? 
And this is what God has decided. Before he even created us, he knew the cost, he knew the lengths that he would have to go to bring us back, that he was going to have to divide his own heart. This actually is how Solzhenitsyn's famous line ends. He says, the line between good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being and who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? And the answer is God. The only undivided heart was willing to divide his own heart for us. So does God seem to have forgotten about evil? Then look to the cross. You will see that he has not forgotten. He has not passed over justice. Does God seem overbearing to you? Then look to the cross and see how much he has given to bring you to himself. Does God seem indifferent to you? Look at the lengths to which Jesus is willing to go to bring you back to him. These are the two wonders of the cross. Our unworthiness, but God's glorious love. Let's look to the cross. Let's celebrate all that God has done for us, even as we mourn and lament what it took to bring us back to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.